Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we inspire collaborative thinking, improved outcomes, and business success with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders and influencers. And now your host, Saul Marquez. Welcome back once again to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders. I thank you for tuning in, and I invite you to go to outcomesrocket.health slash reviews, where you could rate and review today's guest, because he is an outstanding individual and an amazing contributor to health. His name is Bill Rogers. He is the CEO of Orbita, Inc., They're really just doing some great things, but Bill, a little bit on him, he's a visionary software executive with a proven record of delivering outstanding shareholder value and improving patient outcomes. He's done quite a bit of different things. Uh, His last gig was over at Ektron. He was the founder and CEO where he took all of his software expertise and leveraged it to improve outcomes. And now he's doing that again at Orbita Inc. Orbita helps organizations in all industries leverage voice as the next digital frontier to improve process, build brands, and drive commerce. So what I want to do here is open up the microphone for Bill to round out that introduction and and just to welcome him to the podcast. Bill, welcome. Hi, Saul. Thanks for having me uh, today. Yeah, Orbita... We built a conversational user experience management platform. So when you think about this world of things like Amazon Alexas and Googles, but you're also seeing things like chatbots. And these are the new way to be able to engage and interact with uh, patients at home in multiple different ways. Bill, it's definitely pervasive. I mean, even the Super Bowl ads were littered with them and, you know, even spoofs off the off of the Alexa. And it's so true, right? I mean, it's everywhere. And now you guys are coming up with a way to analyze, look into this. Give us a little bit more and paint the picture for the listeners to understand what the capabilities are. Yeah, so it's, it's been in, when you start to think about all the places that you can automate processes or improve engagement, it's really unlimited. It's this next wave that's happening. And so when you think about a patient that goes home, they've just been diagnosed with diabetes, they go home and instead of going home with the usual, let's have a give them an app, they're actually given either a Echo or a Google Home device or even their smartphone, but it acts like a voice assistant. And so they can go through lesson plans day after day of what does it mean to live with diabetes and encouraging them. But because it's a voice assistant, they can also ask questions. So it's in some ways, it's a coach and in some ways is a learning program. Very, very interesting. And right at the front of your website, Bill, you have this stat that's striking. It's by 2018, 30% of interactions with technology will happen through conversation. And so this is right right there in the middle of it. Tell us a little bit more about the vision behind this and, and where you guys see uh, health happening. Yeah. So you're seeing that uh, the major manufacturers like Intel and Qualcomm are building these chipsets that voice can be everywhere. 
And so when you think about a device and how it can engage with a patient at home, one of our customers is a company in Boston called Pillow. Pillow makes a medication dispensing device. Oh, yeah. You know, actually, we had uh, Aiden Fang on on the podcast not too long ago. Aiden's uh, technology is fantastic. It is. But there you have a device that does facial recognition. So it knows when the patient is in front of the device and that gives us the ability to engage with that patient. So it can start the conversation to ask the patient, why are you going to take your medication? And as soon as the patient uh, says yes, it dispenses the medication. But when a patient says no, that's when really an AI assistant starts to play a role because it can ask why. And ultimately with a platform like us, the caregivers can understand why is someone not taking their medication. And it, there's a lot of different reasons. And some of them can be solved. Like the patient might say, it's, I don't want to take it because I don't want to pay for it. And if their caregivers mm. know that, they can ultimately intervene and, and actually help the person to be consistent on their medication as, as well. But then the patient is that coach where it's encouraging them to do the next step it might be interacting with other health readings that are coming in, like their their weight, and that way it continues to interact with that patient. Yeah, that's super interesting. And would you say that this type of technology, is it aimed more toward senior care? Is it aimed more toward everyone? Like, would you say there's a niche to this? So I wouldn't say there's a niche. I will say that what we're able to do in healthcare is leverage the fact that people like to use these devices for a lifestyle device. So they want to know what the score of the football yes. game is. They totally. want to know the weather. They want, and it, they realize it's just a lot less friction using these devices to do those kinds of activities. And so they learn how to use the device without having to be trained into how to use a medication app. And so where that really helps so let's say there's a clinical trial, and in a clinical trial, you have to do things like every day do your daily assessment. And instead of going to a mobile app or writing it on a piece of paper, you're at the kitchen table and you're in, engaging with your assessment. If you're in the middle of the assessment and the doorbell rings, it remembers where you uh, you you answered the last question and the next time you interact with it, it'll say, do you want to start answering the questions again at, at the particular question that you need to answer next? That's pretty cool, Bill. And one of the things that sort of just made the light bulb go off is many things that technologies that are launched, half the battle is adoption. And here you guys are identifying these uh, home devices that people are wanting to just use because they're a lifestyle device, like you called it. Correct. And that's part of having an omni-channel approach because they're not always going to be at home when it's time to do like that daily assessment. And so the ability to actually use AI systems through plain old analog flip phones or the ability to use a chatbot on a smartphone means that that person, depending upon the context of where they are, can engage in their um, their voice assistant for whatever the, the need that they're using it for. Yeah, that's super interesting. Hey, Bill, can you give us an example of how Orbita has improved outcomes with one of your programs? Yeah, absolutely. And so when you think about doing um, 
so one of the organizations that we did do some work with was a company in Boston called Commonwealth Care Alliance. And so here are patients that are the sickest of six, the dual eligible patients, and ultimately bring in voice assistance into their homes to do things to help better coordinate having caregivers interact with them, the ability for them to do things. So some of these patients are, are, are physically handicapped and the a voice assistance is really the only way they can actually interact to schedule a ride, to be able to just turn on, uh, you, you're using as a, as a device to be a smart, turn on devices like lights and things. And so that can make a tremendous big difference. But another example is some of the work that we've done with the Mayo Clinic, where they're using voice technology uh, to deliver helpful content. So just like you would go to a website and do searches on first aid content, you can go to the Mayo Clinic uh, first aid on Alexa and ask any first aid question and then dig that deeper into understanding first aid. So if you wanted to understand something about a burn and you mm -hmm. wanted to drill down into treatment and symptoms and, and further information around that, you can. Ah, super fascinating and a great way to give that access where currently it's a little cumbersome otherwise, especially if a patient or a person has difficulty typing into a screen or, or have, what have you. Another example of using voice assistance that's sort of revolutionary change is in elderly care facilities. And we're doing that at a few facilities today where the patient can use the device for concierge services. They want to have transportation for a ride. They want to schedule someone to come and see them and do some maintenance. They want to be able to be reminded when it's time for their medication. And so all sorts of different kinds of services can be used in these care facilities. And ultimately, the when you think about the elderly population, and across the United States, there's these developments that are happening that work with older people and making smarter or what they would, I would call the medical home and enabling it with technology like this to engage with the technology that exists in the home, but also help in their care as well. Yeah. And, you know, I was, I was very intrigued, Bill, when you, when you mentioned that the chip processors or the manufacturers are actually designing these chips now to optimize voice. Yes, that is correct. And so what that, like now they've come down to single chip design, which just ultimately reduces the cost. But these wow. are chipsets that are coming from Intel and Qualcomm and others. And these would means that you can have multiple microphones. And from that, you can eliminate things like echo and eliminate noise. And the technology continues to improve. And again, I think what you'll see is we're at a stage now, which has been developing these voice assistants over the last three years. But where we're going to be a year from now is going to be pretty amazing. Wow. That's fascinating. And, and I definitely see the steps happening. And we, over the holidays, just got our Alexa show. And as, as we talk about this and, you know, discuss the potential for voice recognition as well, I think, you know, Amazon is, is definitely thinking about it and they're aligning themselves in such a way to do it. And then Bill, your company, right? So these are the devices collecting the data. Your company 
make sense of all of it and then helps gain insights out of it as well. Correct. What we see is a platform that enables people to build an application and then deploy it to all of the different kinds of devices that exist. So the Googles, the Microsofts, the Amazons, and even custom devices. So you build that experience once and then you can broadcast it out to the different um, providers, natural language processors that essentially act like the web browsers of the world. Right. And your point about display, I think there's, with the introduction of the display that came from Alexa and now at CES, a number of other devices that have displays built into them, it's voice first, but that visualization just makes it more compelling when you're mm-hmm. interacting with the user. So not only does the user and see on the you know request for like a medication reminder, but they'll they'll see information on the screen that says what time were they supposed to take it and more information about it, helping them with some choices of what they could say next to keep moving the conversation along. Yeah, you know, that's a really great point, Bill. And listeners, if you have one of these devices, I've always keep buying the new ones that come out. I just, I'm a geek like that, Bill. (laughs) And I'm sure you are too, right? Yes. When I got this show, and I'm so used to asking my Alexa, hey, what's the weather? Or what's these little things that I'm so used to asking? And I was just like, I really love the display. And then when you start thinking about what it could do for for folks that are needing it for medication adherence, for example, what it means if it shows you the color of the pill, so you take the right pill. I mean, that's fascinating. Correct. And again, you can leverage these devices for other purposes as well that helps them to be used in the home. And for example, in elderly care, When children and family members have a hard time interacting with someone that's far away, a parent or a grandparent, and having something like an Echo Show that you can actually do video conferencing, and literally people without touching anything, seeing people on the other side and interacting, it just brings value to people's lives and feeling like they're kept close in our family with my uh, mother-in-law uh, interacting with her. She's a, just a little bit of a distance away. Mm-hmm. And you can just see it makes a, an enormous difference being able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. It's that social perspective of it that also helps you connect with the people yes. that, that you're, are part of your social circle. And so one of the core things that we continue to do is we allow you to build technology and deliver these kinds of experiences is how do you personalize that experience to the context of the user? And so that context comes in many different ways. It could be reading the care plan of what tasks is that user supposed to do today. It could be come from the context of the information that's collected from devices that are available. So things like a blood pressure cuff or a scale. But IoT, the Internet of Things, is becoming one of the greatest areas of providing context to help deliver these contextual experiences to users. And there's no doubt, Bill, that you and your team are leveraging it in a really phenomenal way. And and the, the insights that care providers as well as payers and industry, and of course, most importantly, the, the consumer, the patient, will be able to gain from it is going to be huge. So what would you say an experience or a moment 
where you guys had a setback and uh, what did you guys learn from it? Uh, so setbacks, you always, when we started the business, mm-hmm. we looked at the internet of things and a way to build a connected home. And as you're we're going down that branch and trying to understand what is it that really would create an engaging experience and the challenge really was is that you know the, all of these connected devices are great when we seen voice and we seen how voice could engage with people we needed to make a bit of a pivot and start focusing on that as the core area of where we thought we could really improve the engagement because it was that layer that truly made the difference of whether or not you could engage with the patient on a regular basis. And at what point did you make that insight? Do you remember where you were, what you were doing, or the conversation? Well, working with the Internet of Things and one of my colleagues, Bill Kava, seeing some information about this device that Amazon was creating, mm-hmm. and he goes, you know, this is an Internet of Things device. We should connect this into the experience. And it was really at that moment we all started realizing and started really saying, wait a second, this is a game changer. This is what really will engage patients. That's so awesome. And thank you for sharing. Yeah, it's those conversations and those moments, listeners, kind of like Bill and his partner, uh, Mr. Kava, experienced when they were chatting. And it's when you open yourself up and you're not afraid to start and you go down that path, just like Bill and his team did, and then you run into that thing that is the pivot that you need to take to improve outcomes. And Bill and his team are doing that. So congrats on that, Bill. And uh, kudos to you and your team for making that insight. Thanks. So let's pretend, Bill, that you and I are building a medical leadership course on what it takes to be successful. It's the 101 of Bill Rogers. And so I've got four questions for you, followed by a book and a podcast that you would recommend to the listeners. You ready? Okay. All right. So what's the best way to improve health outcomes? Uh, The best way to improve health outcomes is to actually engage and interact with the patients when they become healthy, because that's when people start ignoring them and they can slide into a situation where now you have to go deal with them. Very insightful. What is the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? The biggest mistake is believing that change can't happen, that healthcare is too slow that it takes too long. But healthcare over the last couple of years is moving at an incredible pace. And I think a lot of organizations are out there in the marketplace looking to make pretty amazing changes and taking advantage of the newest technologies to assist. And those are things like AI, which makes what we're doing possible mm-hmm. and the ability to uh, take advantage of the Internet of Things as well as just the connectivity that exists today. I think that's such a great point, Bill, and just brings to mind a, your perspective, right? Your perspective is one of an innovator with a vision, and not everybody shares that. And I think it's very important for the listeners to really take a minute here and think about what Bill said. It's a quote that I really like. It's, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And Bill's looking at this as, man, it's moving fast. And many of us, me included, I'm taking this as a personal note. I got to start looking at this differently. And what happens to the way you look at it will change. So, Bill, really insightful. Thank you for sharing that. Yes. So, how do you stay relevant as an organization despite constant change? (laughs) I think you, (laughs) you always have to be out there listening and listening to your clients and 
not only that, but you have to look at what's happening just outside of healthcare and what can you leverage and keep on moving, taking advantage of all of those things to keep you, you relevant as well. What's one area of focus that should drive everything in your organization? Well, when you think about the area of focus that matters the, the most, it's your people and focusing on them, listening and helping them to become successful because it doesn't just happen with one person. It's the whole team. It's a big team approach to this. A great call out, Bill. And definitely, I think a big reason why you've been successful in the past and I think why it'll happen once again. What so. book and what podcast would you recommend to the listeners? <laughs> so I just finished a book from Nike about Chew Dog. It's, it's oh yeah, I've heard Bill of it. Knight. And it's a it's a great book. It's a book of all the times that you basically think it's going to fail and basically dealing with that day-to-day feeling of how do I get around this problem and solve this problem and taking each day at a time. It's a great book. What a great recommendation. And how about a podcast? What podcast would you recommend? That's a good one. Yours. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. And you know, Bill, part of the reason why I asked that question, I just started asking that question not too long ago to the guests. I think there's an opportunity for podcasts to be listened to more. So don't feel bad that you didn't have one at the tip of your tongue because most of my guests don't. And so <laughs> it's an encouragement to the listeners and the guests to dive into the podcast because there are some really cool podcasts in healthcare yes. and really in general. So appreciate your, your thoughts. Listeners, go to outcomesrocket.health slash Rogers, as in Bill Rogers, R-O-G-E-R-S. And you're going to find all the show notes as well as links to what we've discussed, as well as a link to the shoe dog and Orbita, Bill's company. And so, Bill, before we conclude, I'd love if you could just share a closing thought and then the best place where the listeners could get a hold of you. On a closing thought, if you think about voice and you think about where it has come in just literally the last three years, the ability to take this new way of interacting with people and taking advantage of AI. I think that as you think about those possibilities, you're going to find all sorts of things that can be created and, and, and done with it. A very great invitation and insight, Bill. And what would you say the best place for the listeners to get in touch with you or follow you is? Yeah. So if you went to orbita.ai, O-R-B-I-T-A.ai, you will find a link to where I am and find me on LinkedIn. Outstanding. So listeners, there you have it. Check them out at orbita.ai. And I just want to take a moment again, Bill, to say thank you. I'm truly impressed by what you guys are up to and, and excited to keep up with the growth and progress that you guys make. Thank you for making time for us. Thanks, Bill. Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket podcast. Be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more.